0: Praise the Lord. How many is you glad to be in the house of the Lord today? Amen. Good. Pretty good looking crowd out here this morning for a rainy morning and time like we're in right now and going through, but I'm glad to see that God has still got people that's willing to step up, step out, and come out to his house by faith and worship him. Amen. Good to have the Morsons. Is that y'all's name, Morson? Morris with us this morning. They live, I think, on the far end of Snake Creek. Is that right, bro? They've been here before, and I've seen a friend of mine coming back there this morning. They were glad to have you with us this morning. We're glad to have each and every one of you this morning. Boy, that was a good Sunday. That was cut right down. (laughs) Getting cut right down to the fine friend. Man, he's old This week, and I've been thinking about it. And uh, yeah, I heard it before. I've probably preached it before. But I just laid, God laid it on my heart. And I thought about the times that we're going through. And I kept going over there and looking at it and reading it over in Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. I guess it's on the board up here, right? And so you've probably already got it. But if you'll stand with me this morning, I want to read just a little. Pray that my voice will hold up enough that you can understand and hear this morning. It has been better this week. Uh, I have good days and then I have some not so good. It's like everybody else, like Connie, Paul, Shannon, some of these others knows what it is like. If you don't have, have had the COVID, then you really don't know. What you go through, some it really tires down, uh, really hurts a lot and tires for a long time. And then there's some, just gets over it in no time with not many systems that like he had. And, but you know, God is God. Uh, and I know God brought me through it, getting me through it. And uh, because I know God is not done with me yet, church. I thought that he was there for a couple, three weeks because I thought surely I was going to leave this walk of life. But you know, as Tracy sung that song, when you're up on a mountain, faith comes easy. But when you're down in the valley, where are we at then? Chapter 11, verse 1 The Bible says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds which were framed, listen to this, framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen We're not made of things which do appear as is seen. By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gift, and by it he being dead, yet speaketh. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death. And was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is what? But without faith, it is impossible to please him or God. For he that cometh to God, listen to this, to he that cometh to God must believe that he, God, is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Brother John, ask the blessing on this word. Heavenly Father, we <laughs> For we also come the you, God that this strength and you'll give him courage. To yes, Lord. That God, we ask that you hide behind the cross and God to let each and every one of us hear and the word that's been forth this morning. And not also In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. <laughs> now, I want to think upon the thought this morning, and I believe I gave you the text, what is faith? What is faith? How many of you has faith? How many of you has all the faith that you need? How many of you has got a little faith? How I many of you got a lot of faith? You know, if somebody comes up to you and asks you says, would you describe what faith is? I hear about faith all the time. Would you describe what faith is? What would you tell them? Would you just tell them, well, it's a substance of things hoped for, it's the evidence of things i seen. Do you think that's going to satisfy the person that asks you what faith is? It's not going to satisfy you, is Brother Moore. So I got thinking about that, and I thought, now faith is a substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. You know, sometimes, Connie, we've got to get in the Word of God, and we've got to dig out what the meaning is before we really understand what we're talking about. And so I got to reading and I got to studying here in the study Bible. And I come up with a question, a text of the question is, what is faith? And I just jotted it down being just a virus I've had. I can't remember like I could before a lot of times and a lot of things. And that's one reason and the other reason I'm just getting old. But I jotted it down here and said, what is faith? What does the Bible say in verse 1? Now faith is the substance of things what? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Let me change one word there, what it really means in Greek. Now faith is the substance or the assurance, the assurance of things hoped for, things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So faith, what is faith? Hope is faith. Hope is faith relating to the future. I ran up on Tony yesterday and was talking there and he asked me or I told him, you know, if God didn't change it, I was gonna be preaching on faith. I was gonna preach on two faiths. And he looked at me like, preacher, what are you talking about? And I said, well, faith is faith. But I said, I've learned in studying there is two, two kinds of faith. And you say, well, I want to hear about them. Thank you for asking because I'm going to tell you. Faith is a hope. Listen to this. Hope is faith relating to the future. I want to stop there just a minute and I want to explain this. Your faith today is going to depend on where your future takes you. My faith today is long term. All right? It is long term. You say, what do you mean? My faith today, I've got to have this faith, I've got to keep this faith. As long as I'm alive, because my faith depends upon where I spend eternity after this life. Can I hear amen in here? See, it's our faith. We don't walk by feeling, we walk by faith. If I walked by feelings this morning and went by feelings and done by feelings, I wouldn't be here behind this podium this morning, but I'm not walking by feelings. I'm walking by faith. I I came this morning on faith this morning. Johnny brought it out awful well this morning. And I want to ask you this morning that's in here, those of you who are watching, How much faith do you have this morning? Have you got enough faith this morning? If Jesus came, that you would go to heaven. Faith, one faith, depends on our future. Faith is a substance of things hoped for. Of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Has anybody ever seen Jesus Christ? Has anybody ever seen God? Well then how do you know that there is a God? How do you know that Jesus Christ died for you? Because we have eyewitnesses that Jesus Christ did come. Jesus Christ was the Son of God. Why? Because the Bible said it. And we've got to accept Jesus Christ by faith. We've got to believe in Him. If we're going to have the hope of eternal life, uh, then our faith is believing in Jesus Christ this morning. Believing in the Word of God this morning. And it's not just a short-term faith. It is a long-term faith, Johnny. We've got to have it. Now, the morning when we get up, during the day, we got to walk with it. We see we live by faith. I've heard people say, well, preacher, I don't have any faith. These people say that, don't know what they're talking about. So remember, the next time you say, well, I don't have any faith, remember, you're making God, trying to make God out of a liar because the Bible said that God has given us all a measure of faith. Amen. He's given us all a measure of faith. And the Bible said just a measure of faith, just a little faith. If you've got just a little faith, the Bible said if you take that little faith that you do have and use it, you can say to that mountain over there, be thou removed and cast into the sea. You can say to that sycamore tree, be uprooted and cast out there. That's what a little faith to do. But how many of us, During this pandemic, has really put our faith to work. How many, let me rephrase this, how many in here and out there, how many feels like that this last year, past year, that your faith was really put to a test? Let's see your hands if you feel that way. Everybody in this house, his faith has been put to a test, amen. Still being put to a test. And if God has given us faith let's use that faith. Amen. Let's use that faith. Faith is believing in God. The Bible said with man some things are impossible but with God all things are possible. So now faith is a substance of things hoped for it's the evidence of things not seen. Now hope is faith relating to the future. To the future. Every how long you live you've got to take this faith with you. And then there's faith is used also in the short term. You say, preacher, would you explain that? I'm glad you asked because I'm going to explain it too. Okay? Conviction, conviction. Anybody know what conviction is? Conviction is faith. Relating to the present, to the present. Conviction is faith relating to the present. In other words, what this is saying this morning, faith is related to the present. The present is when, the present is right now. I don't know who's lost and who's saved in here, But I know this. You're in the present right now. And so if you are not saved, today would be a good day. Matter of fact, the Bible said the present. Today is a day of salvation. Today is the present, amen. Today is a day of salvation. And conviction. Now, when I said a short-term faith, I mean right now, right this minute, you've got to use that faith in order for you to get saved. You say, what kind of faith are you talking about, Brother Ralph? I'm talking about you have got to believe that Jesus Christ died for your sins. You've got to believe that he was He is, and he always will be. I'll show you that in a minute. But in order to be saved, this is a present. This is now. This is the most important time of your life this morning. Yesterday is too late. You can't go back and do what you should have done yesterday. Tomorrow may be too late because you may never see tomorrow. So today is the day. The present present faith. When Jesus convicts you of your sin, you say, what do you mean conv-? when Jesus knocks on your heart's door and lets you know that you're a sinner? That you're a sinner. The Bible says you can't be saved without the Holy Spirit drawing you. That's what the Bible says. A preacher tried to tell me different one day. He said another guy told him and he didn't believe him. Well, he didn't believe me when I agreed with the other guy. The Bible says, oh, John, the Spirit has got to draw you and convict you of your sin before you get saved. That's why the Bible says the Spirit won't always strive with man over Genesis chapter 6. The Spirit, or three, the, the Spirit won't always strive with man. Don't you think you're going to be a, that Spirit is going to deal with you forever and ever and ever. There comes a time in your lives God may see that you're not going to do anything about your soul and he just leaves you and goes to somebody else. But a short time faith, that means you've got to have faith. Now, today, you've got to have faith in order to be saved and have the promise of eternal life. You can do that right today. And the reason I said a short term, a lot of people has used a short term, Brother Mike, they've used a short term faith to come, believe God and got saved but then, as Tracy sung that song, you know faith is easy when you're up on the mountain Amen. and it was easy for them to come and use their faith to get saved right at that moment then when they got down in the valley and the storms of life came like we're going through now and the storm starts beating up on your house uh, or on your life then you Short-term faith runs out. You say, what do you mean to run out, Brother Ralph? There's been so many come and got saved. Not just here, but everywhere. And got out. And as long as the feeling was there, the good feeling, man, everything was all right. You remember them days? When you, how many remembers when they got saved? You remember how easy it was to testify You remember how easy it was to witness to somebody else? You remember how easy it was to tell your husband or your wife or to tell your children or come to church and say, I got saved. You wanted to tell everybody about it, didn't you? That was short-term faith. Now, the long-term faith is it is easy today to tell people about it as it was when you got saved. I didn't get no amens there. I didn't see hands raised. I think that's what John was relating to here. Church, we've all backed off. Can we hear amen. We've all backed off from our faith. We've all let up on on our faith. They are people. It starts out strong. They're people He's gotten a lot of faith when they're up on the mountain when things is going easy matter of fact when things is going their way everything's easy when people are getting what they want when people are getting what they want things are easy when everything is going their way but then when things changes and everything is not going their way, then what happens? They change. They change. So many people, so many people today that he started out running a good race. Matter of fact, we're studying that, Tony, in in Galatians chapter two. I think that might be in there, chapter three. We're studying that. The Galatians, they had started out, they're running a good race, their faith in God, John. But then some people come in and they had changed the message and wanted to take them back into Judaism. Take them back under the law. And Paul said, Who has done this to you? You see, when we get out of connection with God, then we get out of connection with ourselves. Because if we are not following Jesus Christ, then we're in trouble. We're in trouble. A lot of people started out following Jesus, Brother Paul, but because they didn't get their way somewhere, somehow, they said, well, I'll just quit church. You ever heard that? How many of you heard that? Well, if I can't get my way, I'll just quit church. If I can't do what I want to do in that church, I'll find me one that I can. Sorry to bust your bubble, but if it's a church of Jesus Christ and a believing church, you're not going to have your way only in that church no matter where you go. Amen. i got a lot of amens there. How many of you over the years has looked and think, boy, the grass is greener on the other side? How many of you look? Let's see your hand and thought, well, the grass is greener on the other side. I'm going to ask this question, but I don't want to see no hands because I don't want to embarrass nobody. But how many of you tried the field on the other side and found out it wasn't as green as where you was at? How many of you have done that? We've all probably went through that time in life, Brother Paul, that we just didn't get our way or didn't agree with something in the church or agree with somebody else, and we'll say, well, I'm just going to give up. I'm going to find me another church. And you start looking for a perfect church, uh, you're going you're, you're to spend your whole life looking because there's no such a thing as a perfect church. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Rick. No such a thing as a perfect church. And elf. now, I'm saying and elf. and elf. there was a perfect church. And if you went to it, it wouldn't be perfect no more. Can I hear a hey man pretty loud? This ain't a screaming message. But I'm doing some pretty good preaching this morning, church. I'll be laughing when my voice gets back where oh, I can scream at you people and wake you up. Yeah. Praise God, I feel so good. I said, look, I said, I'm going to church. I said, oh. Lord, <laughs> I said, I'm going to bless you when I walk in. I said, Lord, I'm going to praise you when I walk in. I said, Lord, when I get in, I'm going to praise you. I've come to praise my Jesus this morning. Amen. What have you come to do? Amen. I said, I'll praise you. Going in, I'll praise you while I'm in, y'all." And I said, Lord, I'll praise you when I leave the house today. He is worthy to be praised this morning. What kind of faith do you have today? What kind of faith do you have? You know the devil? The devil this morning, if he can get your attention for one second, Is anybody listening to me? If the devil can get your attention for just a little bit of time, he will show you everybody's in that church's fault. Amen. 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 He will have you believe in any and everything that you hear out there. And if Satan can get you to listen, to him you will find yourself following Satan more than you are following Christ did you ever look in the mirror did you ever look in the mirror if so what did you see there Did you ever look in the mirror and say, "Lord, am I where I need to be? Have you ever listened for the answer? How many believe that we can move up a little bit from where we're at today? How many out there has listened to me this morning believe that you can move up more than what you are today? How many of you are willing to step out on faith and come to God's house and worship him? I believe we can worship God in God's house a whole lot easier than we can worship God sitting in an automobile, amen. God didn't build this building to sit empty, amen. Amen. I know there's been a cause or a reason for it to Facebook but friends it's scattered out now and, and we just need to get our faith in God we need to step out on faith need to step out on faith through faith we understand that the whole that the world were framed by the word of God we know that don't we God spoke it in God spoke his whole world So the things that were is not the way that things seem like they are today. Verse 4 said, By faith, (laughs) by faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, his brother, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. Listen to this. God testifying of his gifts and by it, he being dead, you speak I'll get to that if we have time here, directly. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than his brother Cain. What did, what did Abel offer? Abel offered him the first, the first of his yearlings, his, his lamb. The very best, perfect. He offered it unto God. What did Cain offer him? He offered him of his vegetables. He was a gardener. Farmer, whatever. Now, in studying this, studying this, I think I learned that Cain, that Abel offered unto God a more excellent or perfect sacrifice. Now, it was not that God would not accept either of these sacrifices, the grain or the lamb, meat, whatever. God would accept either one of them as a sacrifice. But I believe the difference was that Abel gave God the first, the very best that he had. And I believe Cain held back the best and gave God, so to speak, the second. You know, the Bible said over in Genesis, where you read about Cain killing his brother Abel. You can read over there, and the Bible would tell us that even before this happened, the sacrifice, that Cain's heart was not right with God. Cain's heart was not right with God. And when your heart is not right with God, you're not going to give God your best. Amen. See, your heart's got to be right with God before you give God your best. And the Bible said God blessed Abel's offering more than he did Cain. <laughs> by faith, verse 5 by faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him for before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Enoch. Anybody ever read about Enoch? Man, what a man of God he must have been, Brother Moore. (laughs) What a man of God. The Bible said he walked with God. He had a testimony. When the Bible said he was translated, Enoch was translated that he should not see death. You say, what are you talking about, brother? The Bible, I just read it there to you. Enoch was translated. You mean translated? What do you mean He was translated from here to there. Amen. <laughs> translated from here to there. He's one in heaven that has never died never died anybody tell me who the other one was went to heaven without dying Elijah Elijah Elijah? you know the Bible tells us over on over there see I like to stick with the word of God the Bible said he's appointed for every man to die in the death of judgment when it said every man I believe that's what it meant don't you talking about dying this physical death not the spiritual death, but the physical death. And I believe we could find out during the tribulation or somewhere there about or whatever that there's going to be two men from God turned back. Turned back before it's all said and done. And they were going to be killed for a few days. Brother Morris, you're preacher. Is that right? then God is going to raise them up. So I believe that's going to be here. Enoch. It was translated. I believe it's going to be Elijah that went up and a child far all around. But, oh, Enoch, could you imagine? Could you imagine just being here and all of a sudden you was up there? You had not, go, you had, not had, to, had to battle the last thing of death is what the Bible said the last thing breath. The the last enemy that we face is going to be the sting of death. Here one second and there the next. I believe that's what it's going to be when the rapture takes place. Amen. have you got enough faith that you can say, I know I'm going to be in that rapture. If you don't have, you need to get it. But without faith, it is possible to please God. You can run around with this mouth and these lips and you say all you want to do. Oh, I've got faith. But if you don't never show the evidence of that faith, you don't have it. If you have that faith that you talk about having, then the evidence of that faith is going to come forth sooner or later. You say, what are you saying, Brother Ralph? I'm just simply saying, if you've got Jesus number one in your life and you've got your faith in God and in the Lord Jesus Christ and you believe in him and you're going to serve him and you're going to put him first in your life, you're not just going to come to church and sit in a pew or sit in an automobile out there. You're going to get up and what you've got inside of you, your uh, head is going to come out here. Amen. Amen. Johnny's right. God didn't save you to sit you on a pew and keep your mouth shut. He called you to be a witness for him and to serve him. But without faith it is impossible to please him for he that cometh, listen to this, he that cometh, have you been to God? He that cometh to God must, you must believe that he is. How many believe God is this morning? Let's just get down to business. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. How many believes if we diligently, sincerely seek God and God's will and God's blessing? How many believe that you're going to be rewarded for it? Amen. You're going to be rewarded for it. By faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet. By faith, faith Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is by what? Which is by faith. Noah. By faith, Noah, being warned of God. What did God warn him? He said, Noah, I have looked down upon the world. And he said the imagination of the people's hearts are continually evil. But he found grace in Noah. And he said, Noah, build an ark because it's going to rain. I'm going to send a flood. And you need to build an ark and get in it. And I'm going to save you, your wife, your three sons and their wife. I'm going to save your family. Noah being warned of God of things not seen yet. It had it never rained. Noah had never seen, according to the Bible, Noah had never seen a drop of rain. Now you're talking about faith. Noah had faith. When God said, Noah, build an ark. It's going to rain. It's going to come a flood Noah went to work. For years and years, I don't remember how many years, Noah worked on that ark. And he got it finished, and God said, all right, Noah, go inside. Noah went inside, and the Bible said God shut the door. God shut the door, not Noah. And the Bible said the rain began to come. How many days and nights did it rain? Forty days, forty nights, the floods came. The waters rose, the old boat rose, and people had laughed at Noah and sat out on the bank day after day, night after night, sat out there and made fun of him probably called him an old fool said to rain said what are you talking about it's never rained a drop before and it ain't going to rain a drop now but Noah believed God Noah built an ark and God took care of Noah and his family faith there's a working faith and there's a non-working faith anybody know what that means? Paul said, you show me your faith without works and I'll show you my faith with works. What I'm saying is if we say we've got faith in God, it takes more than just a lip service. It takes it coming from the heart. It takes evidence to show that you have faith in God and have got him first in your life. The evidence of faith. I see the evidence in several... This is a pretty good crowd here this morning. Y'all look around at the crowd here for the time that we're in. Good crowd, social distance. And I believe that's showing God. And I believe there's evidence. (laughs) You might know what I'm going to say next. I believe there's evidence in here this morning that there are some people that truly love God. That truly love God. For coming out and being in God's house. How many are glad they came this morning? Hallelujah. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place... Which he should after receive for inheritance, obeyed, and he went out, not knowing whither he went. By faith he journeyed or sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacle with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him, of the same promise. For he looked for a city which had foundation, whose builder and maker was God. We know that God told Abraham. Abraham, I want you to pack up. I want you to take your people, your family, your people, your cattle, everything you've got. And I want you to journey to a land of promise. I want you to go. The Bible said Abraham gathered all his belongings together and started out for a place that he had no clue where he was going. But he stepped out on faith. And John is told this morning. Has God ever told you to get out of your comfort zone and do something? He has all of us, right? How many has He told to get out of your comfort zone, step up and do something? Let's be honest this morning. How many of you have been asked to do something? Say, oh, I can't do it unless somebody else. When God has told you to do it, God has told you to do it. See, the only thing that's going to work and the only way on this church is going to work if we're obedient to God. Amen. If everybody steps up for one another, if everybody reaches out and helps their neighbor, if everybody reaches out and lifts one another up and pray for one another, not condemn one another, not put one another down, but pray for one another and lift them up, that's going to be pleasing to God. And there's going to be evidence. There's going to be evidence of it. Let me get another in here. For he looked for city. Okay, verse 11. Through faith also Sarah, Abraham's wife, Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who promised. Through faith also Sarah received strength. We've heard that story, ain't we? How old was Sarah? Sarah was 90 years old, Abraham's wife. never had a son. But God had promised them that they would have a son. And through his son, through their son, he would become a great nation. Who was the son that they spoke of? Isaac. Here, they didn't have a son. 90 years old, Sarah was. But still, God came to Sarah, trace it. And Abraham, and he said, Sarah, you and your husband are going to have a son. He's going to be great. He's going to be the father of a great nation. It's going to be so big, more than the sands of the sea. We know who that was, don't we Israel? Here God told them that. Now I don't see nobody 90 in here and a hundred. But what if somebody, what if, what, what, what if God came to you and told you, some of you that's 60, 70 years old, maybe 10 years, so you're going to have a child. How many of you fathers? How many of you fathers would have believed it? How many of you mothers would have believed it? But the Bible said Abraham believed it. And the Bible said, and let me say this before I say the next part I'm going to say. The Bible said (coughs) that Sarah laughed at God. I've heard people say, I've heard people say, I've heard people say, well, she, she made fun of God. She laughed at God. She was nine years old. She made fun of God told God that ain't going to happen but that was not the case she didn't make fun of God because she said that she laughed because she believed the promise that God told her she believed that promise and because she believed that promise Sarah brought forth that son called Isaac later Israel and he became the nation of Israel where are you at this morning in your faith? If you're here this morning and you're lost and don't know Jesus Christ, don't put it off another day, don't put it off another hour. Would you come just as you are this morning? Would you come and accept Jesus Christ by faith? You may have once <coughs> you may have once knew him, you may have once been saved. And you may have went back on God. But I want you to know that God still loves you. And God is just a prayer away. Just a prayer away. If you're not where you need to be this morning, we invite you to flip your mask on and come up. We got a big front up here, benches. Just come up. And allow Jesus Christ to come in. And give you a good life with Him. Would you stand with us as they sing this morning? Would you come just as you are this morning?
1: You've been in this storm. It seems like forever. lost anchor and the storm's got you drifting but the night's all storm. Remember His promise, I'll never forsake you. Though the waters are raging, Thank you.
0: Where you need to be with I've God. Oh so Maybe you once was, but you know you're not now. Your ship is you lost. Just a short paper. step up here to get
2: reunited with him. Is this young lady
0: I promise you, she's gonna feel better today Than once she came.
1: So ride out your storm. And ride out your storm and ride out your stone Anchor and the storm's got you drifting, but the night's almost This oh. whole
2: So much
1: Much, much to praise Him for. You see, He has been so good to me. And someday, when I reach short
2: and He has brought me from i got so much.
1: For you see, he has been so good to me,
2: and it's only when I reach soul.